1: Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. school myself made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul maintain composure, even in fury and anomaly properties.
0: This week on bear. the Million Dollar Plan. It's the why financial change is so hard. Edition of the program. I am your host. Pete the planner. Each week, we explore things that will someday make you a millionaire. I don't know if that's promissory or not. Here's the deal. I haven't said this in a while. Nicole, I have not dropped the knowledge in a while in this way, so I'm gonna to have to do it. The reality is people oh by oh hi Nicole, how are hi, you this week? I'm
2: good, how are you?
0: First time listener was like, Did he just call me Nicole? <laughs> um, so this is why we have the show. This is why we exist. The the fact of the matter is if you're in your twenties or thirties or forties, especially younger forties, if you want to have a successful retirement outcome, you will have to be a millionaire like no one no one uh, no one likes to acknowledge that but it's true and the challenge is because we don't have as many pensions today like 10% of people have a pension today social security always seems like it could just go away in a couple decades then then the ability to retire is going to be based on your assets and in order to retire successfully and have the amount of income you need you're going to need at least a million dollars and by at least i mean probably a few million dollars. Now you can't do this when you're in your 50s and then in like 10 years, oh hey, I got a million bucks. That's a hard thing to do. But if you use uh, your behavior and you harness good intention, I don't even know what that means, uh, and over time in your 20s, 30s, 40s, you, you harness compounding interest, then you can be a millionaire. And this show is about putting together a plan to do that on the radio, on the weekends, we, we cover sort of educational topics. And that also is our Thursday podcast. And then on Tuesdays on the podcast, million dollar plan, you can hear us do exactly that put together a million dollar plan for one, one person, one caller a week from somewhere around the country. We change their name and we pick fundings. We recorded one recently, Nicole uh, Pepe.
2: Oh, yeah, we did that yesterday.
0: Man, I like Pepe.
2: Pepe's a good one. I liked Tomasz, too, but that kind of relates back to my Polish roots, so.
0: Uh, Well, it's neither here nor there. This week is the uh, Why Financial Change is So Difficult uh, edition of the show. And, Nicole, I think I want to know if you know why we're talking about this this week, about why change is so difficult. Do you have a feeling as to why I wanted to talk about this this week?
2: I don't kind of going into the holidays and having that idea of a New Year's resolution was kind of my first thought. I don't know exactly why, but I really am glad we're doing this topic. Okay,
0: well, let's do you think right now, as it relates to my life, not financial, but my life, that I'm trying to go through a change that is a very difficult change? Yes, I do. And so I saw a parallel there for those just joining us and that may not care, um, which is everyone. (laughs) So uh, I'm home. Uh, November, December, I'm off the road, which means I can really focus on my health a lot. I can work out every single day. Nicole, I am proud to uh, report I have worked out for the last 13 days in a row.
2: Oh my gosh, have you really? Yes. That's awesome, Pete.
0: I'm very excited about that. I've lost uh, about nine pounds. Wow. And uh, I've been working out with a friend of the show, Kelsey Taylor, my trainer. And, And so the point of all this is, I want results. I know I, I know what I want to have happen. By December 31st, I know what I want to weigh. I know uh, how I'm going to feel. I know what clothes will finally fit again. Woohoo. Which is nice. hmm But what really stinks is the day-to-day. I wake up every morning panicked that I don't even know what I'm allowed to eat. Right? And I think in people's financial lives, they resolve to change. They resolve to wanting something better. And I, I'll do better. I'll do better. But then the day-to-day, the second-to-second, the... The, the, the dinner to dinner of like, <laughs> what in the world am I allowed to do? What does this feel like? Because what is so hard for me making my health changes are, are my habits of years and years of, oh, this is what I order. For instance, Nicole. Yes. You and I went to have lady salads for lunch this week.
2: We did. We had lady salads.
0: We went to lunch, got some lady salads. And, and so they asked us uh, when we ordered a lady salads, if we wanted something to accompany the salad, uh, do we want uh, our, the sourdough baguette? Or the whole grain baguette. Yes. Right? Yeah. And where if I'm not thinking about my health whatsoever, I would say the sourdough uh, baguette. If I'm kind of thinking about my health, I would say the whole grain baguette. And if I'm really thinking about my health, I would say... No baguette. No baguette. That's exactly right. And I, I think what it's so challenging about when you make changes is that every decision you generally make is made based on your habits. Every action you take is based on your habits. You go to the grocery store, you get whatever you put in the cart. You you hope the total's okay. You go home and, and you're fine, or you go out to eat. You you order a couple cocktails with your your, your bill, and <laughs> your bill comes, and you just you deal with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And when you're trying to make financial change, you can't do that. So what we're going to do in a couple capacities here today, uh, we'll complete this first segment. And, to draw some more parallels between health and financial health. Uh, segment two, I'm going to talk to you about a 30 day financial diet you can go through <laughs> uh, and, and how to make sure it works. And that has to do with little changes in your life. And then segment three, we're going to go with let's call it the bariatric surgery <laughs> of your financial life. And those are the big changes. Uh, we're going to talk about if you are in such a jam that you need to sell your house or get a second job and what that looks like. You know, I recently have um, had a really good friend. I think I've even alluded to it on the show, decided that the biggest financial issue in his life and he and his wife, and his family's life was their home that they never could have, aff- they never could afford in the first place. The bank gave them the blessing. And for years they uh, maintained this idea that they could afford this house. And in that Instance, And over the last several years of reality, it ruined their financial life. And then they did something bold. And so I'll Mm -hmm. tell you about that in segment three. Now, Nicole, I know at uh, 23 years of age that um, you haven't really developed sort of uh, your working adult financial habits or really bad ones yet. Have you? Do you think you have any bad financial habits yet?
2: I don't think yet. If anything, I didn't have really any... Positive financial habits, I guess, if I just spent my money and as long as I had money, I was good. Yeah. But there wasn't any savings going on and I didn't really have a concept of what that looked like or what contributing to my retirement funds looked like. Yeah. So I guess if anything, my financial changes that I've made have been me actually having some sort of a financial life.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I, I think that's the beginning of everyone's financial life. And there's also this weird assumption no matter what your role models were financially growing up, is you still have to establish it on your own. You don't see their blood, sweat, and tears, their yeah. their struggles. that you, you didn't know your parents <laughs> when they were 23. Yeah, no. That doesn't work that way. Um, and, and, you know, it, you also pick up weird little things that your parents say and do. For instance, and I, I think I've told this story at least in the last couple of years on this show, my dad's best friend always had a saying. Um, it was, you can't put a price on a good time. And, and that sounds like a fun little saying, and it seems like it has more to do with about, you know, being part of your family and creating memories, and it's sort of a, a tight, cute little saying. But, Nicole, the, the longer I've sort of been an adult and have helped people with their financial lives, you can't put a price on a good time is actually garbage advice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think there's a lot of things like that. I mean, um, my column, which hopefully many of you will read, It'll be on the front page of the Indianapolis Star on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, for those that are not in the Indianapolis area that listen to our show, this one's not making it to USA Today because it's a special piece for the Star, but I'll post it on our, our blog at PeteThePlanner.com slash blog next week. But it really talks about how we've really talked ourselves into a corner financially when it comes to the holidays. We have traditions that are built on really stupid ideas, (laughs) frankly. Uh, Black Friday has become a holiday tradition for a lot of people um, post-1985, right? And and really post-2004. Most Black Friday traditions uh, have really kicked in post-2004, although there were some in the late 80s and Uh, mid-90s. But Nicole, these ideas, these family traditions are based on... Two, two really tough things. And we talked about it last week. Yeah, we did. You know, the most grateful day of the year, uh, right adjacent to the the least grateful day of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's tough. And number two, it's just sort of an all-out consumer fest. And so as you go, as, if you explore financial changes in your life and you explore sort of your habits and you even look at that and you, you try to explain it why, away by saying, well, it's tradition, That's why we're having this episode, because every time I look at my my health right now and I'm trying to to get in better shape, it's so crazy when I'm not fully focused on my health, how quickly my brain tries to rip me back to the norm of what's gained me all this weight.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Because that's just what what we, you know, kind of come back to. That's what's easy. It's what we know. And changing that habit takes that time and effort. And it's hard.
0: It, re- it really, really is. It is. We, uh, we had our chest of drawers in our room. I, I, I refuse to call it a bureau. <laughs> I'm not going to call it that. No. Our, uh, uh, we had a, or it was a chiffer robe. No, <laughs> I, it was, uh, it was uh, you know what it was. Yes, it was like do. a chest of drawers. Yeah. And it was this one place in our bedroom for years. Well, we recently moved it. And what I do is when I come into our bedroom, like if I'm getting ready at night, I will mm-hmm. set like my, my two most important things in my life. My chapstick and my wedding ring. Yes. I just, as I walk in the door, I reach up to the right and I just set down the ring and then I put the chapstick standing vertically inside of the ring on the dresser. Oh, I love it. I'm a weird, eh. weird person. Eh. So uh, we moved it recently. First day, I walk <laughs> into the room, take my ring off, drop it on the floor.
2: Just out of pure muscle memory.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I think that's what happens when, yeah. when you're not focused. And your financial life, you're, you're attempting to change. And you're committed for the one day. You're gung-ho. You, you tell a friend. You write it in your journal. You should have a journal. I don't know. Journals <laughs> are sort of fun. And then, and then day one is over. And you're like, we did it. And you wake up for day two. And you're not as focused. Mm-mm. And it's harder because the results aren't there. So coming up after the break, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to talk about how to sustain that effort which is really hard, really, really hard to do. So we're going to talk about a 30-day financial diet. That's probably trademarked by someone else, so we should probably call it something. 30-day financial cleanse. Ooh. Maybe we'll have to drink some. What's that gross drink you drink all the time?
2: Oh, it's not. Com- it's kombucha. It's our life cultures. Oh, boy. Probiotics.
0: I don't know. It's like Jamie Lee Curtis yogurt.
2: Oh, I don't know what that is.
0: You know Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, the Was actress?
2: It, yeah, wasn't she on, like, My Life with a Roll or... And my uh, name is Earl or something. I have no idea. No. She was in
0: Halloween, but she, has, she does yogurt commercials. Okay. To keep you regular because <laughs> they have probiotics in them.
2: <laughs> I know exactly. What it's like Activia or something. I
0: call them Jamie Lee Curtis Yogurt. Anyway, that's neither her nor they coming up after the break, the 30 day cleanse. I'm Pete the Planner.
1: Stop what you're doing. Lock on. And hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner. The question the right of any man the voice his opinion as strong as any can but then again many men are citizens of their own little world so they ain't really fitting in I'm in the background blending in. camouflaged by the scene to read but I'm a
0: back on the million dollar plan I'm Pete the planner uh Nicole joins behind Nicole hi what was Nicole uh producer Nicole what are we just calling guess, Nicole? Nicole like like just like share
2: yeah Nicole
0: no H, though. That's why I like you.
2: Mm, oh, thanks, Pete. It's
0: not Nichol. Yeah, no. Or Nichol.
2: My mom actually got very flustered about that when the nurse tried to, to add an H to my name yeah. on oh, my birth certificate. It was, it's kind of a funny story.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe another day. Maybe another day. So uh, here's what we're doing today. We're talking about why making financial changes in your life is so difficult. Uh, I'm in the midst of uh, making some pretty big health changes. We've, we've been talking about it for a while. If you think about last early spring, I had I talked about my health. This fall, I talked about my doctor's appointment that that gave me high cholesterol. But now I really am at it, losing weight, changing my diet, and I'm nine pounds down after about thirteen days or so. Keep going. Anyway, financial life changes are hard too. Uh, so let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. So maybe you have a lot of debt. Maybe you have. No savings account, no emergency fund. Maybe you have no retirement set up. Maybe you have a car payment that you objectively can't afford yet, you bought anyway. Maybe you think you're overhoused, which, well, really you're going to touch on in the next segment. Maybe you just got financial flaws that you know need addressed. Yet, those decisions you've made that have got you in that jam, those realities they're habitual. You, you do them all the time. And so those habits are, are what need broken. And it's not as easy just to say, okay, don't go out to eat this month. Like, Nicole, if I said to you right now, like, as a, like, if I went to all of our coworkers and I said, <laughs> all right, guys, new rules coming from the chief. <laughs> I, would, I, would I ever say that? I don't think I would New say. rules coming from the chief. <laughs> new rules coming from the chief, guys. Uh, no one can dine out this month. Okay, and so I want you to really think about this. You go home with your friend, mm-hmm. uh, your special friend.
2: My special friend.
0: And you guys are talking about it, and you're like, hey, uh, the chief <laughs> the chief says <laughs> we can't dine out this month. <laughs> I want you to... Okay, so think about... You, you start this effort on a Monday morning. It's like, all right, we can't dine out this month. I, I, let's walk through this for a second.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so Monday, you're probably good on Monday. Yeah. Okay. Tuesday, you, like, you're good?
2: We're doing okay, yeah.
0: How's Wednesday?
2: Wednesday is that week, the middle of the week where we're like, I, I don't want to cook. Yeah, I don't want to do anything. And so we grab Chipotle or something within our little, little village that we live in.
0: So, okay. So this is interesting, right? Because two days in, you're feeling good. You, you know that you're doing the right thing. There's a lot of satisfaction in your life. Mm-hmm. right? There's satisfaction in following change. Like when I first started working out again, it's like, okay, I burned a tremendous number of calories. Yeah. I, I feel feel good. I mm-hmm. know I'm doing the right thing. But then you get to about that third day and, and satisfaction's still there, but it, it doesn't give you the high that it did the first couple of days.
2: It starts to get hard.
0: Then you start seeking satisfaction's enemy, pleasure because to go to Chipotle or to not make a, a a meal at home that night what you're saying is enough of this i would like to just exhale and have some pleasure mm-hmm. right cuz you like, yeah, like, like i people could argue with this if you try to make a mexican dish at home it's probably not going to taste like chipotle
2: no no right? not not even close so
0: what you say is i'd rather have the chipotle
2: yeah absolutely and so, i think part of it too is like life starts to come into play too so like on wednesdays he and i each have something that goes on in the evening and so it's like by the time i get home it's 8 30 or 9 o'clock right and so i just need that i need something that's convenient i don't want to have to continue to follow through with that because it's inconveniencing
0: me so let's say you fight it off and you have some uh, kombucha tea instead mm. did, I, did i pronounce that right
2: kombucha yeah
0: okay then it's Thursday. So you fought off the Chipotle. It's Thursday. Can you make it through Thursday or is Thursday another problem area?
2: Thursday is usually okay because when we get home, we're like, okay, it's Friday Eve. Like we're. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've never heard that.
2: Oh my gosh. Every day when our client success uh, coordinator leaves yeah. she, on Thursdays, she always wishes me a happy Friday Eve and it always makes me smile so big.
0: I've never heard that. Oh my
2: gosh. It's the best.
0: That's so funny. That's so her. Um, so how about Friday?
2: Friday. It depends on what we're doing. If we're going to a friend's house, usually we'll just grab something that we have at home. But that's part of it, too. I think that's where this gets tricky, especially with the whole no eating out is, especially at my age, so much of our social things that we do with our friends is we go downtown and we go to a restaurant that's on Mass Ave or something along the lines of that. And part of our part of that social activity is getting food with our friends.
0: Which brings me to my exact point. Right, I was about to, if good. It's taken me five minutes to get to this point, but no, <laughs> the point is this: like who you are, what you do, not just your dining habits, but how you define your social life and your relationships. Like our financial lives are woven deep through those. Yeah. So you just never really know how hard it is to change until you begin that change. Because you have to start removing yourself from those events, like yeah. Nicole. For you to, uh, you know, uh, listen to the directive past Friday, okay, you could probably do well. Now it's Saturday. Yeah. So, uh, what are you to do if your social life is to go out and grab a couple of drinks with friends, and, you know, maybe meet up and grab a pizza or something? Like, then what? You, you just sit at home, right? sad.
2: Yeah. No, and that's why I think that's where it gets tricky too. Is that's when change becomes difficult. Is when you feel. Other factors of your life being affected by that as well. It's it's farther outside of just whatever immediate focus it is within your life. That's when change gets hard.
0: So here is how you fix that. It's a really so people change really for two reasons, and 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 this, everyone knows this. People change for two reasons. One, they get a vision of what could be, mm-hmm. and they really hook themselves onto that. Yeah, right. They say I like, and very frankly, where I am with my health now. I can't wait to weigh another 20 pounds less. Like I'm just Mm -hmm. so excited. And like, I'm on that vision. Like I'm addicted to it. Yeah. That's what's keeping me going. Yeah. The other reason people change, and this is really more what happens in financial lives is you're forced to change because things are so bad. You have no other option.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So if you're listening to the show and, and what I'm trying to do is really to stoke that fire of changing because there's something better else out there for you. And, um, To do that, you really have to define what the end result will be. So, Nicole, if the chief says to you, "Don't eat out this month," like that's a directive. There's no there's no reason for you to do that because it's not like it was brought about by this vision of what could be for you and your buddy's life.
2: Exactly. I was just thinking as you were going into this, I was like, with this, you know, directive, there's no positive. There's no really other side of the hump of that change it's I mean yes we would save a lot of money and we could do something with that money but at the same time if we're not struggling financially or you know making a large financial change it's not like it's something that it's that it's we're not doing that for the need to change it's not like things have gotten so bad that we can't eat out anymore
0: and I think it's that sort of uh, shape-shifting oh we'd be in a better spot That can be so dangerous. Yeah. You can't, uh, you know, start to change on a whim with no defined goal as to why you're doing it. Absolutely. Now, if Nicole, uh, we sat down, you, me, and your buddy, and we said, all right, (laughs) within the next 30 days, you could accomplish this really important. How about this, Nicole? Yeah. In the next 30 days, by not dining out, you two, this is unrealistic, but you two could fund a week trip away at a music festival uh, that you've always wanted to go to um, and, and, the, and, and because you dined out less frequently or you didn't dine out mm-hmm. you were able to fund that perfectly with, with I mean a little bit more meaningful yeah right?
2: a little because th- that there's something to be achieved on the other side of the change that you're making
0: yeah and, and so what what I encourage you to do as you're listening here today is if you if you've ever struggled to make financial change and and the way the way you know this to be true is number one if you've ever tried and you're like eh because that's what most people do and <laughs> it's okay because I've done that numerous times with my health uh, it's like we'll go out to eat as a group and I'll order a salad and then the next day I'm like well I had a salad so today I'm going to have a whole, I'm fine I'll have a whole side of animal. Um, Right. So that, that's a sort of a half-hearted attempt. Mm-hmm. But another way that people should really look at their financial lives right now and to say, do I need to change is just go through just the checklist. Like, do you have a, a level of debt that you're comfortable with? And, and by the way, here's the tough part about that. Maybe your tolerance for uh, debt has grown. <laughs> that is to say you had $5,000 of debt. It always, it always used to bother you, but you've gotten used to it. So when I say to you, do you have a level of debt that you're comfortable with? You still say yes, despite the fact that you have $5,000 of debt, which you should not be comfortable with. Yeah, no. Maybe you look at a part of your life such as, uh, do we have an emergency fund? Do we... Are, are we on track to retire? I mean, th- this show a lot of times is, is never... <laughs> Is we ignore math, right? Yeah. Oh, we. We're yes. a financial show that ignores math. <laughs> that
2: ignores math.
0: Which either makes us the best financial show in the country,
2: or, or the worst. Yeah.
0: Probably nowhere in between. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Probably the worst. <laughs> uh, so if 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 you look at your financial, uh, your retirement situation, and mathematically you're not on pace to retire, what do you think is going to change that? The only thing that can change. The only thing that can change is you. And so the way you do this, the way to have going a 30 day cleanse, because I think that's what we're, we're, what's what we're attempting to do here is to completely upset your behaviors and habits. And it's really hard to do is you must get a vision of something that needs changed in your life. And not only do you have to like, think about the negative you're trying to eliminate, but you're going to have to think about the flip side of that, which is the positive reality it will create. So uh, look, again, I'd love to lose another 20 pounds, but I don't think about I'd like to lose another 20 pounds. I think about wearing a suit that no longer fits. Yeah. I think about um, looking and feeling healthy on stage or on TV. Like sometimes I see myself on TV, like this is a big uh, small violins situation here. I know everyone's playing lots of sad music for myself.
2: I am. I'm out here doing that as well.
0: If I see myself on TV and I'm like, on, I'm always on some uncomfortable couch that they're like, hey, sit here and be interviewed. And like my belly, it, it's so awkward and I can't wait to not be there. So that's what drives me forward. Like um, yesterday when we we're getting lady salads together. Lady salad. And the person's like sourdough baguette or whole grain baguette. The reason I said no baguette is because of the image. And if you're trying to make financial changes and something hard comes along that Wednesday night, when you normally go get Chipotle, mm-hmm. then you don't have a good, uh, sort of a visual of what is going to be. You will go to Chipotle every single time. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about the really hard stuff. The big changes, getting a second job, selling your house that you can't afford because change is difficult, but we're tackling it this week. For you on The Million Dollar Plan, I'm Pete The Planner.
1: Yeah. Axe Hand on the beat. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Glass House. Yes, sir. Mr. Kinetic, Rusty Redenbacher. Oh, yeah. ATFU. Naptown. Cashing in like the end of the game at the casino. I lean so the glare of the rear view don't hit me. Swiftly through the avenues and boulevards. Old soul flagging on my speakers. Old soul, but young and age of boss plaga. Not from the
0: Himalayas. Back on the million dollar plan. I'm Peter planner Hope you're having a wonderful time listening to this show. <laughs> I, don't, I, I kinda that seemed insincere, didn't
2: it? <laughs> it? was just like a we know we're talking about a topic that's not fun for some people. Hope, hope you're having fun listening to it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Change is hard, man.
2: It is. It
0: really is. All right. So, so okay. So I'm going to ruin a podcast we have coming up uh, with uh, Pepe. Pepe. So Pepe was on our show the other day. You'll hear the episode in a few weeks. Recovering alcoholic, right? Had some drug and alcohol issues. Yeah. About three years ago, turned his life around. You think that change was hard?
2: Yeah. And the coolest thing is, is he's so open to talk about it. One. Yeah. And two, you can hear in his voice, how, you know, how, how much pride he has for everything that he's overcome.
0: Absolutely. And his, I, I, I said it after the, after the episode, which you'll hear in a few weeks here, like he, his whole outlook on his life is his whole life's changed Yeah, in such a great way. And yes, I don't know if he hit rock bottom or not, uh, and, but I know when he changed the positive side of like what could be is happening for him. Yeah, and he- so I encourage you to do the same, and that's why we're we're having the episode today. Um, so let's talk about big moves. You know, it, it's it's one thing to not go out to eat, and another thing to like stop going to the mall. <laughs> but it's a whole other idea if the big problem in your life, which you know it and you know you need a change, but the big problem in your life is you bought too much house. Now, Nicole, a lot of people think that if you bought too much house, that somehow you'll grow into that house. Your income will eventually reach the level that allows you to afford the, the house you could never afford.
2: Yeah, now I'm just sitting on the other side of this mic shaking my head now.
0: Yeah, because uh, that doesn't really work that way. No, no. Because as your income grows, the rest of your lifestyle grows too, right? The other prices of goods inflate yeah. and they go up and they increase. And so when you think, well, if, if I make five more thousand dollars in the next five years of income, this home will be affordable. Well, that's great. But you would need that five thousand dollars in the moment when you bought the home, yeah. going for it, not five years from now. No, so you can never actually grow into affording a home unless, and there are some circumstances, you have a gigantic jump of uh, of income, which you should never make that bet on. No. Ever. No. If you think that your normal pay increases will allow you to afford something later that you you bought now and can't afford, you are wrong. Mm-hmm. So I had a friend, dear friend, in this situation, I, I couldn't, I'm really bad with dates, so I couldn't tell you whether he bought the house last year or like 35 years ago.
2: Oh, you and my special friend.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It could have been like an hour ago, or it yeah. could have been in like 1972. I have no idea. <laughs> like, I don't know. So anyway, let's say it was, oh man, let's say six years ago. That feels pretty close. Okay. No. Eight years ago.
2: I was just going to ask, I was going to say, I was like, how,
0: do you remember how old the kids were? Yeah, that's how I had to there do it. There you go. So let's say it was nine years ago. Okay. So it was nine years ago. They bought the house. Amazing house. And this is where it always goes off the rails. hmm Right. Yeah, Because when it comes to financial decisions, especially when your lifestyle is, your lifestyle is involved, emotion gets involved, right? Yeah. You start going, oh my gosh, this house is so great. And every time someone saw their house when they were about to buy it and when they did buy it, everyone would say, this place is amazing. And
2: just kind of pump them up and continue to reinforce that somehow that this was a good decision.
0: Yeah, it's like, well, we bought something that's awesome. That means it was a good decision. Yeah.
2: That's like, that's like when I order something online, I'm like, I don't know if I need this, but it's got free shipping. So... Yeah.
0: Well, this house did not come with free shipping. Oh nuts. Not only that, but this awesome house required a lot of maintenance. It was an older home.
2: Yeah. So that'll happen.
0: As their life went forward and they just had the normal bumps that people do this house kept hanging over their head and it was a problem and it became a bigger problem and a bigger problem. And and, and yeah, this is my friend, so I saw it up close. Mm-hmm. But I see this stuff all the time. I, I see people do this all the time and the only way to fix that is to look at that elephant in the room, which can now be imported uh, into the country. Shouts. Okay, that was <laughs> really gross. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> the elephant in the room is the house. You have to get rid of the house, so that's what my friend did. And I'm this is so inappropriate. No, he and I and I are. I'm going to read uh, a text that he and I exchanged the other day. I just asked him. I was like, "How's your financial life going, man? Uh, or how's your how's it since you moved? Yeah, Say moved uh, less than a year ago, which might mean like last Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I'm not a very good friend. Sometimes I don't listen. Um, just ask <laughs> Mrs. Planner. Uh, so I said to him. How's your financial life changed since moving? Knowing that we might do this topic on the show. Yeah. This is what he put. I'm reading verbatim. Which reading your friend's texts on the air seems like a really bad idea. I was
2: gonna say I saw you pull your phone open and bring the text thing up because I can see it on the Mac. (laughs)
0: Uh, Increased cash flow, is what he said. Nice. No commercial debt. Making progress on medical debt. Having actual money conversations with my wife. And having an anchor for simplicity, for example, we want this, but we've decided to have less mm-hmm. and that's more important. And it's helped me professionally too. That's awesome. That's what happens when you have the courage to make a big financial change that isn't sexy, mm-hmm. that your friends your friends who don't really know you well see it and go, oh, they must be having trouble. These people aren't having trouble. They're making good. Yeah. This is what you do. People who have trouble are the people that would stay in the house longer. Yeah.
2: Cuz they're still in that hole. Well, we'll just make it work eventually. Like one day, one day we'll we'll have the money and and it won't feel like this.
0: Think about it. So there's some uh, if you're in the central Indiana area and you you're listening to the show. Recently, there's been some uh what's how to say this delicately? <laughs> Let's not. No. Well, let me we go a different direction. Uh <laughs> Let's say you know someone that's lost a tremendous amount of weight, like a tremendous amount. You see them, like, whoa, he lost a lot of weight. Sometimes your mind goes to, man, there must have been something really wrong. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh my gosh, yes. But when, when in actuality, that may or may not be true, but they did something good and they're in a good place now. And so in my friend's situation, yeah, they were in a bad place, and nothing went wrong. If something went wrong, they would stay in it. did Something went right, and they got out. And if your financial life is that, where doing nothing is what's wrong, you have to make the change. And sometimes it's not... And the house is a manifestation of that, right? Sometimes, maybe you just don't make enough money. Now, on this show, we try to point out that 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 rarely is the problem in the middle class. Like, oh, man, I'm going to get an email. I know, it's okay. Um, Once you make above living wage, then... Not making enough money probably is not your problem, right? Unless you have a bunch of debt. If that's the case, then you need to make more money. And it's not like you can just go and like, well, I'm going to get one of them jobs with the good money. It doesn't <laughs> really work that way. You have to work a second job. And, and so shout out to everyone out there listening who has ever gotten a second part-time gig to make ends meet, to create change, to do something hard, you want to go on on Friday and Saturday night? Sorry, I got to work my second job on Friday and Saturday night. Oh, there must be something wrong with them. No, there's something right with them. And that's that's the point of all of this. Change is hard, but you don't do it because something's wrong. You do it because it's the right thing to do for you. And your financial life, your health, your relationships, they all get better when you make the change. But you better have a crystal clear picture in your mind of what's so great about the change because if you don't and you get to wednesday you will order the sourdough baguette and then at night you'll go to chipotle Mm. So, so coming up after the break biggest waste of money of the week that's all here on the million dollar plan i'm pete the planner
1: Stay true to my enemy And water the trees that I sing from And look out for the lumberjacks Running with the gale force wind at my back Swift and enduring, I remain calm Swift and enduring, I remain calm Swift and
0: enduring, I remain calm This week's biggest waste of money of the week The Blom here in the Million Dollar Plan with Be The Planner is The Bose Sleep Buds Bose makes some of the best noise-canceling headphones in the business As an aside they really do because I use them when I fly. Now they're applying those skills to help you sleep. These tiny earpieces use noise-isolating tips to help drown out unwanted noise and a library of preloaded soothing sounds to mask any remaining disturbances. Three sizes of tips ensure a comfortable fit, a charging case, ensure they're juiced up. And a companion app lets you customize settings like volume, your preferred sounds, and alarms. $150. What? So here's the thing. I I can't really decide if that's a waste or those are awesome. I listen to rain sounds every night when I sleep. Have I ever told you this trick?
2: No, you haven't. So
0: I've got these rain sounds on my phone and I, uh, because I sleep in a lot of hotel rooms. Yeah. So wherever I am, I'm always listening to the same sound so I can sleep better. Soothing. So when I sleep on a, like a a red eye flight, I always just put in the rain sounds and I can always sleep. So just have your phone and so you can hear it and you don't need, you don't need the $150 earbuds. (laughs) with the tips with the tips that's it for this week's show thanks for listening change is hard you can do it you gotta get an image though if you don't get a vision of what's what's happening you're gonna quit you really are that's not negative that's just the truth sending good vibes because good vibes are all that's in my budget I'm Pete the Planner and this is the Million Dollar Plan
1: if you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money like, then hit us up at beattheplanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for
0: information purposes only. This is not the Swiss financial planning the flights. Consult a angel divisor.
1: Release from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET word to John Tesh Let me bless this harmonic presentation It's amazing, so amazing, I'm the reason. Uh.